Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your weekly MMA habit. And as my co-host would say, the only Filipino MMA podcast that matters. You say that with confidence That's each and every do, week. As voted <laughs> by our closest friends and family. Hey, we're getting a lot more friends and families. This guy is going viral on Instagram we, we, as we, we speak. We're, we, we grow into FNF list. That's what's <laughs> happening. It's growing. Yes. Bart Estrada and Gabe Ojeda giving you guys, you know, the information in the MMA world and in the fight world. Mm -hmm. And Gabe, what a week mm -hmm. we just had. Insane week mm -hmm. for MMA and unfortunately boxing as well. We'll get to that for sure. We'll but get to that for sure. I think um, that's going to be the meat and potatoes of the majority of this episode. But let's talk about UFC 256. I love this man right here because he didn't spoil a single thing that I day because I had to I watch it not. afterwards. And what a crazy event that was. It was Great way to close amazing. out a pay-per-view event. Amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, before we begin, I just want to shout out Jonathan Fong for Ooh. guesting on the previous episode. If you guys haven't heard that episode, please give it a listen. Mm -hmm. It's mildly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it's very insightful. It's, yeah. and it's very entertaining. It's, an, it's a really great deep dive to what Jonathan went through. And yeah. I'm sure we'll have him back on. So do show that episode some love and also messages on Instagram. And just tell us all yeah. about what you liked about that episode. What do you want to hear? We want to get a dialogue started with you guys. The in-betweeners. The in-betweeners. Mm -hmm. There That's we go. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. I love that. How we've, we've named our 11 million listeners. <laughs> 11 million fans. But yeah, Jonathan Fong is co-host of One Warrior Series, which is um, like a, a web documentary where one looks for fighters all around the world. Mm -hmm. He co-hosted it with Rich Franklin. In, in the process, he became Rich Franklin's best friend. I think that's like the best thing can come out of one. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking exactly. of best friend. <laughs> exactly. So check that episode out. It's really good. Uh, really cool information. And it's one of the most unique episodes we've had so far because there is a third person special guest. Mm, yeah, that was really fun. I love the three-way tandem we had. Yes, I did too. Professional derailer. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk back. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two but 56. Stacked and packed. You know what? Coming into it, like when it was announced that... Um, Davidson Figueredo would fight three weeks. I was already hooked, but I didn't realize this was an event that I needed to see. Exactly. And exactly. It it just it elevated the sport. It elevated the flyweights. But before okay. we get to that, let's talk about El Cucuy El and Cucuy. Du Bronx. My God, El Cucuy. I, I hate to say this, but what was that even a fight? Because it, it was Dave pretty one-sided. Du Bronx. I I, I call it's it Du Bronx. Du Bronx. Du Bronx. Du Bronx. I don't know. Um, I feel like Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards. Uh, I don't know how to speak Italian. Du Bronx. Du Bronx. Yeah, what did you, you think know, of that yeah. fight? Wow. I mean, that was a complete domination of Tony Ferguson, mm -hmm. who a lot of people said at one point was the greatest lightweight of all time. True. You know, a lot of people thought that he was going to be the guy to beat Khabib. Yeah. And here comes Charles Oliveira, mm -hmm. who doesn't even who isn't even undefeated. Yeah, 
True. You know, he's had some a few losses, but he's grown. Mm-hmm. And I believe after 256, he's at an eight fight win streak, seven fight win streak. Yeah, he's on a streak for sure. But he's one of those guys that grew up in the UFC. Yeah. Him, Max Holloway. And we have slept on him. Like we didn't even yeah. notice him until he was up, up yeah. for me personally. I didn't. I didn't Same. consider him in the picture until he got paired up with with uh, with El Kukui. One hundred percent. I mean, like I, I had an idea of how dangerous he was as a fighter, mm-hmm. but I wasn't expecting this kind of domination from Charles Oliveira. Yeah, he was fantastic. He was. He looked strong. He looked mm-hmm. big. He looked fast, and he looked like he has evolved his game to a whole another level. Mm-hmm, true. Because I got to like, look yeah. Uh-huh. I got to look back at his fights cuz yes, you are right, eight fight win streak. Yeah. And you know what? I think he has Mostly a record of submissions, right? Yeah, submissions. I think he's tied with um I think Cowboy with how many submissions or finishes? I got to check really? that one out. Yeah. But very impressive and he's still going. He's I believe is only in he's about to hit his prime. He's only 31, I believe. Oh, he's young. That's he's young. young. He's young, dude. And the way he was able to shut down Tony. And now my question to you. He made it look easy. The thing is, is Tony the same fighter coming out of the Gagey fight? Because he took damage. Dude, I don't know if he was trying to figure out, man. And just to bring it back to the point that you mentioned like last week when you watch The Dark Knight Rises. When Bane told Batman, you fight fight like a younger man. There we go. That's the quote. Tony, do you think Tony's fighting as a younger man because he's still yeah. relying on his his heart yeah. and his grit? He needs to, you know, he needs to um, Glover to share it. Do you have you seen the movie Southpaw, Jake Paul, or Jake uh, Paul? Jake Paul. How Jake dare Jake you? Hall. How dare oh you? Oh my God! <laughs> Forgive me. Forgive me, Jake. I, I honestly, I, I watched the first, it. I watched the first half and it got really depressing. So I kind of stopped. It's a great movie. You it's really it sad though. Yeah, it's really sad, but it's a great movie. Okay. What about that? But that's what's happening with Tony Ferguson, right? Like he's fighting like he can take all this damage. Mm-hmm. He's fighting like he's Tony from 10 years ago. Mm. He's fighting like a younger man, you know, but I think with the Gaethje fight was his boiling point for taking damage Mm -hmm. i think that was a fight that was like all right i think i've hit my cap of being able to take insane Mm -hmm. amounts of damage per fight right and that really changed him yeah when it comes to fighters you have a jar of damage that you can only go into and it's gonna empty out you gotta change things up He's still, I mean, he has the remnants of Tony Ferguson, mm-hmm. like the El Kukui, like his elbows are still on point. But yeah. the way he was dominated didn't look like a Tony Ferguson fight. I still remember John Anik, his he was filled with his blood. Like it was blood and guts in the octagon. But if you want to be able to adapt, you got to evolve. It didn't look like he belonged in there. Tony mm-hmm. Ferguson Sadly. looked like a fish out of water. Didn't know what to do. And for someone who has a black belt in jujitsu, I'm mm-hmm. surprised he wasn't able to get away from Oliveira on the ground mm-hmm. or to at least be offensive. It's like, I don't know. He wasn't, um, he just wasn't on a point. That begs the question is 
Charles Oliveira that good? Or did is Tony Ferguson, does he have to change up his style or is his decline happening already? Because we mentioned that he's at a crossroads and he, I think he needed this fight more than Charles Oliveira did because coming out of the loss of Gagey and now Oliveira, he had the most to lose in this fight. Yeah, he had a lot to lose in this fight. You know, it, it makes you think like, hey, does Tony kind of need to take a break for a while? Mm. I think he might need to. Mm-hmm. He's not young either. He's not. You know, me, so just I think he's like 36. Check. 1984, 36. You're right, sir. 36. Huh? Yeah, he's got to think. He's got to think about his career. Because, man, wow, from one, two, three, four, five, six. Because leading up to the fight, it looked like it was Tony of old. Yeah, it did. 12 fight win streak, dude. Then Justin Gagey derailing that and Charles Oliveira furthering the damage there. So, 12 fight win streak, dude. And it, dude, he he has wins against RDA, Kevin Lee, Anthony Pettis, and Donald Cerrone in that order. He's fought the best of the best. Exactly. But now it just seems like he has to change his style. Yeah. Even though and, this yeah. style did bring him to the dance, mm-hmm. it, it's not a style that you can grow old with. Yep. Exactly. I mean, like people are saying, I thought we were going to see the old Tony. We're going to see the to- like Tony from five years ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the Tony that can win now. Yeah. That's I true. think this has to be a new version of El Kukui. Mm-hmm. if he's going to come back and be dominant again. True. We can both agree that he need, maybe he needs a break. He, it's fine. It's warranted, right? He didn't have the best year. Yeah. Back-to-back losses. And he really poured his heart out. He could, But kudos to him for not being finished. Like, he is tough as they come with that arm bar. Are you serious? Yeah. That's... I mean, if Oliveira won in the first round, I would be like, holy crap. Yeah, that's he true. is no. a real deal. Not that I don't think he's a real deal now, but submitting Tony Ferguson in the first round, mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy. That would be real crazy. That would be insane. All right, this brings up another point I wanted to talk to you about. The next fight that we have to watch in, in this weight division is gonna be it, it's gonna be Poirier versus McGregor, right? Ooh, my boy. It's. I think it goes without being said that Charles Oliveira is watching that fight real closely because definitely he's probably going to face the winner. Yeah. But another point I'm going to bring up later is that it seems like someone else is going to be watching that fight as well. And if if we want to see that storyline happen with uh, Connor and Jake Paul, he really needs to win this fight. Oh my goodness! No, Jake. He's never fighting Jake Paul. <laughs> he's never ever fighting Jake Paul. It's not happening. Not happening. More, more on that later. More on, more that, on that later. later. More on that later. I, uh, yeah, Before, I, I do yes. want to get your opinion on something about that. Actually, for sure. Okay, let's 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 uh, talk shop about two fifty six so we can yeah. get to that. So, next fight it's gonna be the fight that saved the flyweights. Yes, man. It did. Yes, it did. It was beautiful. It talk was beautiful. us through it. I mean, like. You know, we were just talking about this last week. Mm-hmm. We were pretty sure that um, Figueroa was going to just starch Brandon Moreno. Mm-hmm. True. That he was just going to completely dominate him. Right. But that wasn't the case. Mm-mm. And we brought up a few things that I feel like played a role in, the, in it being an epic fight. It was one, 
two, three week turnaround, mm-hmm. having to cut weight again, and really not giving his body a break. Right. After yeah. preparing for so long for his last fight. That's a fact. He just fought like three weeks ago, and he fought again last week. Mm-hmm. So that's just because you're in a fight for less than a minute doesn't mean that your body's ready for another fight so soon after. That's Be- true. Because your body takes a toll for that kind of preparation, mm-hmm. you know. But this is not to take away anything from Brandon Moreno. Mm-hmm. You know, Figueroa looked good in there. He played his game. He was aggressive. He took that same stance. Didn't have any respect for Moreno striking. But just paid for it dearly. Right? He just stood, he just stood there. there. But was... Brandon proved that he's accurate. He's fast. He's wily. Mm-hmm. It was like fighting, I don't know, like a, like a, like a squirrel or something. Someone quit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? It's hard to hit a squirrel, man. <laughs> it's very hard to hit a squirrel. Dude, uh, one, Stock two, went up, three. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So out of his five, his latest five fights, Four of them didn't even reach this the third round. Like Brandon yeah. Moreno, is, uh, sorry, uh, Davidson Figueredo is a finisher, and Brandon Moreno just showed that man when he when he um, was able to reach the championship rounds, he looked fresh. Yes, he did. He did. Uh, okay, here's a question: uh, If that low blow didn't happen, do you think we'd still have a draw? No. No, we have a clear winner. You know, I feel like they would have, they probably would have chosen Moreno. You think? If it but weren't wait, for that low blow. Wait, if the low blow is for Moreno, so he would have won regardless. Like he would have actually won more because the oh, judges yeah, yeah, saw yeah. it. Yeah, the judges saw it that Davidson won, but the yeah, low blow actually, happened. yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I think if it weren't for the low blow, he would have, it would have like been. The judges would have. Yeah, it may have been a split decision. Probably mm-hmm. a split decision for figure. Champs out. advantage, right? Yeah, champs advantage. And but like he proved he had so much heart. Moreno proved so he had so much heart. Mm-hmm. And like his stock just went up, man. Yeah. It's the kind of fight that does you favors even if you lose. There were no losers in this fight. Clearly there were none because it ended in a draw. And a lot of people yeah. agreed with that. And I think I have to look back at the fight because the dust hasn't settled yet. Yeah, it's a classic. It's one of the best flyweight fights I've seen. It just everyone was so game to go for it. And yeah, it just I think it also it leveled up Davidson. It did. It Mm -hmm. did. Because it's like, all right, I guess there are still some killers at flyweight. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. I keep saying Davidson. It's Davison. They're going to meet again. It's going to be a trilogy. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. It's a trilogy, for sure. Wait, it's they've fought before. Like this is their first encounter. Oh, this right? is their first time. Then second, first, then yeah. there's gonna be a rubber match. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh man, one hundred percent, dude. This reminds me so much of uh, Frankie Edgar Edgar versus Gray Maynard. That is crazy. Yeah. That was good. Mm-hmm. So, so those yeah. you out there, please watch that fight. It's so good. I feel like this is gonna be the same thing. It's gonna be epic. I, I really think though Davison he's gonna become he's gonna come ready and yeah he's gonna Brandon, rest up he's yeah. gonna 
But Brandon's already fought him, so he knows. But Brandon can't. Brandon can't expect the same thing. Yeah, I really think Davison is a guy that's going to change up his game. And well, that's why the, the rematch is compelling, right? Because they yes. they both have information mm-hmm. on each other. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a question of who adapts better, Ooh, who switches be up their game plan better, son. I know. For now, though, these guys deserve to rest. Yeah, they do deserve to rest because of the work they put in. That was the Mm -hmm. fastest turnaround time for a a title fight. So kudos to them. Both their stocks went up. They're going to have a Merry Christmas. They're going to have a Merry Christmas indeed. I feel like they got fight of the night. They probably got fight of the night, right? I'd be sad if they didn't. (laughs) I'll be sad if they didn't. All right. Dana did. I'm sure Dana gave him. That's our weekly. Well, we're gonna shout Dana Dana White out twice now because we did in the with Fong and now we're there doing we it go. again. Dana, listen, this mm-hmm. is it. This is this is the one you've been looking for. This is the sign. This is oh the sign. Yeah. There we go. Simultaneous. Mm-hmm. That's how we do, Uncle Dana. <laughs> Turning out two episodes in a week, but then that's oh. nothing compared to someone like Ariel Hawani, right? Who has like a new episode. He's got the connections. Day, we right? just need we just need Dana. Once we get Dana, we can churn as much. Yeah. All but right. I feel like Ariel also just has like a whole team already. Oh yeah. All he has to do is like sit down and get in front of the camera. And everything For else sure. happens. Us. Right. We just have our friends and family. Exactly. And we Dana White. The 11 million friends and family. And Dana Uncle White. Dana. Mr. Mm-hmm. White. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to what we're really here to talk oh, about. No, please tell us this week. No, um, it's December seventeen. What are the updates, dude? Nothing that I feel happy about reporting. Come on, but Jake Paul, Jake, mother freaking Paul. <laughs> I like how you censored yourself. Yeah, trying to keep it PG, son. Mm-hmm. For now. Calls out Conor McGregor in a very distasteful way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get me excited. It's not funny. It's not witty. It's not catchy. It's not entertaining. It's just very distasteful and very mm-hmm. disrespectful. Jake Paul called out Conor McGregor on his Instagram using the C word. Ooh, like you never use the C word. You don't. It's like there's it's never an appropriate time to use the C word. It's never catchy. It's never witty. It's never intelligent to use it. Yeah. It doesn't really work. Like Clearly. the word is just like too dirty. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, and like he has no business calling out someone like Conor McGregor because he hasn't really fought a real boxer. And he still has to get through Dylan Dennis. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, but before yeah. we before we get to the Dylan Dennis news, I have to ask, what about the call out pissed you off the most? Because there's a lot of things he said. I think it was just the the whole thing really pissed me off. The but whole thing. him using the c word. I That's think like was, his first. Few, that was his first. That was like the words. first part of it. Yeah, that exactly. Was the first part of it. You know, like I don't even remember what else he said because, like, I'm trying to forget that whole that whole bit. Ah, but like, I just don't like it. I don't like it because it's purely for shock value. And, like, he's even getting roasted in his own comments. There's not a single person in the comment section of that post who somewhat, who even somewhat agrees with what he said. Mm. Like, it's just a complete, like, 
wow, Jake, did you really go down this road? I don't like it. Which is really uncalled for because he was kind, he was pretty respectful after he won his fight. Right. right? I re- I was... really liked him after the Nate Robinson win. Mm-hmm. I really liked him a few days after when he was doing interviews with ESPN. Mm-hmm. But I don't know he just did a complete 180 and I don't like it. Yeah. Like I get you're trying to build up the fight and he posted to his stories that Conor McGregor saw his message on Instagram. And that's like fine, would, right? Yeah, and I'm just like but the whole video calling out and it leads to more antics by Jake Paul. Yeah. He did a drive-by. Exactly. Terrible. Terrible. With water balloons. With water balloons. Was he 12? To Dylan Dennis. If you guys didn't Dylan see it, it's Dennis. so annoying. It's yeah, for, uh, for context, Dylan Dennis is Conor McGregor's wrestling and jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. coach or trainer and training partner. Yeah. So Dylan is like the most logical fight for Jake Paul. Because sure. Dylan and the Pauls have been beefing since Jesus was born. <laughs> <laughs> it's been forever. It's been written. So just a few days ago, he rolled up to... A recording that Dylan was at with Brendan Schaub, mm-hmm. his web series called like the Food Truck Diaries or something, rolled up through water balloons. With he was with six of his friends, and he just like drove past Dylan after throwing water balloons. Who does that? Exactly. I, I think it's so lame because it's like water balloons, really a drive-by, really. And he justified he justified by saying. There's a reason why it's called a drive-by. Jesus. Because there's nothing nothing like a drive-stay. I'm like, what? That's I'm so annoying. It's like, oh, God. Ridiculous. What's, what, anno- what annoys me the most about it is that you see other people do call-outs and interruption of interviews. And it's kind of, all right, fine. But here it's just... You're you're in no business being here, and you're you're. I have I have a feeling he also hit some other people in that drive-by with like his water balloons, right? He did. So, man, this is crazy because I'm scared because this is the same team that did the Dolly incident. Now, yeah, they need to return. You're fire. dead man. Exactly. Jake Paul's a dead man. Yeah, because this is not fun in games, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is like the re. This is real shit. You are Jake literally Paul's poking doing. the bear, Jake Paul. Yeah. You're poking the bear. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, uh, look, I'm a mark. We have established I'm a mark. I love entertainment. I love drama. But this is not the kind of drama that I'm, I'm for. Mm-hmm. It's just so lame. Water balloons, drive-bys in LA, throwing toilet paper at Dylan Dennis. And, like, you... Jake Paul's profile photo on IG is a picture of Dylan with being thrown toilet paper in his face. You mentioned that he called Dylan Dennis' girlfriend. He called Dylan Dennis' girlfriend over FaceTime, posted it on Instagram. To what end? To what end? Nothing. Jeez. And she roasted him after. What's her on Instagram? So you're just saying he's a waste of space and she was Mm -hmm. gagging and she didn't even know he was the one calling. Yeah. Because she doesn't have his number. This is the most livid I've seen you in our long friendship. This is the most emotional I've seen. Storied friendship. (laughs) Because I don't like it, man. I don't like it. Look, I don't like it. I don't think it's entertaining. If it was entertaining, 
I'd be like, I like it, but this is not entertaining. So Eve, it's it's Conor McGregor. If this was any other fighter, I'd still have the same reaction, meaning that the actions that were done by Jake Paul are really not warranted for anyone. Yeah, it's, it's not justified. It's not justified. Do call outs. There's a way to do it. So many people yeah. have paved the way. You're the way he's it's so lame. It's it's so yeah. juvenile. That's the word I was looking for yesterday when we were messaging each other. It's like mm-hmm. so juvenile. So it's, juvenile. It's beyond it's it's below like what I know Connor's done some bad stuff in the past, but mm-hmm. this is so grade school. It's grade school. It's elementary. Mm-hmm. True. Like I you know, at the very least, I hope this gets him a fight with Dylan Dennis. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see. So you see. said you said that Connor not gonna be he's not gonna even like entertain the responding idea. would be the best response. Dana White though and Amanda Nunes are responding. Oh yeah, oh yeah. D- Amanda Nunes versus Jake Paul. Amanda yeah. would destroy him. He would. She would. She would. Linus, dude, come on. Hundred percent. She's been she's been striking her whole life, and she has knocked out the best of the best in the women's division. I'm surprised. Did Jake Paul reply to that? I don't think he did. Mm. I don't think he did. Mm. You know, I think, <laughs> I mean, this whole thing, man, I can't, it's so confusing. It's like he's calling out all these MMA people when he's a boxer. Mm. Call out boxers. Exactly. Call out boxers. Are you going to call MMA people? Fight them in the octagon. Right. I, I, I'm thinking if Connor is going to respond, mm-hmm. he should say, okay, I'm down. Meet me in the octagon. Let's see what the response is then. Dude. That's, Let's see that's what the response actually, is then. Jake Paul needs Connor. Connor doesn't need Jake Paul. That's very true. God, you know what I mean? Damn, dude. The, I don't... <sighs> I'm still trying to understand how these guys keep calling MMA fighters to a boxing ring. No one's yeah. ever stepped... Well, James Lights out, Tony. Shout out to you. He was the first one, but yeah. he was already a boxer and a seasoned boxer at that. One of the legends. But Jake Paul, like, he's really talking out of his ass here. Exactly. It'd be like me challenging a professional Tekken player to Street Fighter. It's a different game. I'm like, it's a different game. It's a different game. Well... I mean, that's just for casuals, right? But this one, he's not messing around. He's he's really taking it to a next level. Yeah. Even where Connor is at this new phase in his life where he's, you know, very respectful, mm-hmm. very, you know, um, very giving to the community with yeah. Por- with Poirier and his um yeah. and his foundation. Now it's like I'm really scared he's gonna go back to the Connor of old, but targeted towards I hope just I don't think Paul. so. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so, yeah. Okay. There's just no way. No way, he's like, Connor's not gonna go back to his antics for someone like Jake Paul. One hundred percent. It's not so. Possible. You think so? Do you think that Jake Paul isn't under his skin? No, definitely no. not. Definitely not. The fight to make is really Dylan Dennis. Connor's not even but, thinking about this for sure. But dude, Connor's loyal. He sees his boy get. You know, water balloon in the yeah. drive-by. He's gonna get pissed. I hope so. Yeah. So I hope he, that he, he beats the shit out of Jake Paul in real life. Yeah, for sure. Man. Get the whole gang together. Oh my gosh, I'm pretty but sure that Con- would, yeah. Con- Connor's got the connection, the Irish connection. Yeah. Come on. 
But that would be also kind of validating Jake Paul mm. for him to kind of go to that length to exact revenge for Dylan. Right. You know, that's Dylan's business. That's Dylan's business. Yeah, but you know what? Connor, though, he's very... He feels for his buddies. Dude. He does. He does. He does. So let's see. Let's see what happens in the next few days. Okay. Let's Connor look at- hasn't really been doing anything outside of proper 12. Yeah. And promoting and training. this new game and training. So, mm. I, I, so I don't know. So let's look into our crystal balls here. Where is this going to go? Where is this gonna What's going to happen? Yeah. I think realistically... It's gonna prove that Brendan Schnob, uh, Schaub is a snitch. <laughs> Snub. The golden snitch. There's no way Jake Paul could have known exactly where Dylan was if it weren't for Brendan Schaub. Let's get that out there. True. Very true. For context, Brendan Schaub is the host of the web show that Dylan was doing in LA. Oh my Food god. Is he still doing Fighter and the Kid, or they got canceled? You know, that's a good question. Brian Callen. I haven't being a seen. Creep. I haven't. The YouTube algorithm hasn't suggested it to me in a long time. So let I don't me know. let me pull it up for you. Dude, I don't know. If if Brendan did snitch, what do, he snitched. Yeah, he they're 100%. still going. The they had a an episode two days ago. What? They're still ongoing? Brian Callen is oh god, why isn't he canceled yet? I have no idea. Jesus. But yeah. If Brendan snitched, that just shows that he's he just he's an agent of chaos, dude. An agent of chaos. I like using that word. The Joker, another Dark Knight reference. There we go. This is the most movie references we had. You realize yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so Crystal Ball. This gets Jake Paul a fight with Dylan Dennis. Mm-hmm. I think. Connor is not going to react in any way because he's too focused on his fight with Dustin and everything else. Dude, he can't because UFC needs... Well, not really needs him, but the division needs a champ. Yeah, exactly. And I really think he's hungry for that title again. In in Connor's world, Jake Paul is nothing. Mm. Jake Paul is nothing. Yeah. Right? This is, this is Dylan's business. And I think this is going to lead up to them making a boxing match happen. Or... Hopefully an MMA match. Okay. So that's what you predict. I have a feeling this is this Jake Paul is just getting started. Oh yeah. I think he's going to keep going at it, Mm -hmm. but I don't think he's going to get the reaction he's looking for. Yeah. But the thing is, I think Dylan is going to receive the, the brunt of it. He's going to be, it'll be mostly Dylan. Mm -hmm. Mostly Dylan for sure. But I don't think he's gonna get the kind of reaction he's hoping from Connor. No way, dude. I which I I'm trying to think back. I don't understand. He calls out Connor, then all of a sudden he drives by Dylan. Like, what's exactly. his end game? Like, what? Focus on Connor if you really want Connor. But then all of a sudden you're getting Dylan, which is the real fight in everyone's Dylan wasn't eyes. planned. Dylan yeah. wasn't planned. I bet Brendan was like, "Yo, Jake." Oh, you think? Oh man, Yo, okay. Jake. I'm what? filming with you, you, your boy Dylan. Come, come through. What are the chances? What are the chances that after we release this episode, someone's gonna already like say like, "Oh, this just in Brendan Shaw." One hundred percent. It's 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 done. We're predicting the future here, Dana. Mystic Dana. Max. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mystic Max. That's dope. Mystic Max. We got the double double whammy. 
I just feel like this, Brendan should be uh, I don't know outed as a snitch or something like his his um his credibility should be shot with how he hand if if he yeah. I'm sure he is cuz like how else would he know right Exactly Mhm exactly Brendan Schaub I didn't really used to like him that much and now I don't really like him at all <laughs> That's because you're a Connor guy I'm a Connor guy so Mhm Okay let's stop giving these fools airtime yeah, let's move on. That's good. <laughs> Stop giving we, these fools airtime. We had to. We had to talk about it. Yeah. End We're of the day. To. We're gonna end of to. the day. We're really excited to see Connor versus Poirier. That fight is still happening, and it's still gonna be a beautiful day for MMA because these two guys met before, and Connor's doing that full lap, and we're still gonna do those mm-hmm. that coverage, the countdown. We're still gonna see that. Definitely. Definitely. So in other news, let's talk about how UFC Fight Night is going to round off the year because this kind of flew under our radar because we just saw Wonder Boy, you know, he's going to be the main event. But Mm -hmm. Aldo's going to be here, Marlon Vera. We got Anthony Pettis, Marlon Moraes. Dude, this is pretty stacked. That's, you know, I'm surprised. It's a pleasant surprise. Mm -hmm. Very, very pleasant surprise, this card. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wonder Boy, nicest guy in the world. Dude. Can do no wrong. Can do no wrong. Mar- Joe, what's, it, what's his name? Morais? Morais, yeah. Uh, he's That's there. A good fight, too. Uh, it's Morais versus Rob Font. Bantamweights are showing up. Jose Aldo, I'm quite interested to see how Jose Aldo is going to fight because he hadn't, like, he's had a, a like, a bad, like, his, his two, his three fights he's lost. Yeah. He, he lost to uh, Pete. Peter Yan for the the belt for the vacant belt. He lost to Marlon Moraes and he lost to Alexander Volkanovsky. I Wait, mean, these are also Marlon Vera. This is the guy who beat Sean O'Malley. Marlon, no, Marlon Vera. Marlon yeah, Vera? he just beat. Yeah, yeah, he, he just did. beat Sean O'Malley. He did. Yeah, <laughs> so it's the, it's the Vera show. <laughs> if he beats Aldo, right after beating Sean O'Malley, Ooh. dude, that's that's pretty good. That's true. That's true. That's, That's pretty true. good. And we got Michelle Lima, who is like, I think he's like the crazy guy who who does like somersaults in a fight, right? Or something. Oh my God, really? He's That's jumping him. around. Yeah. Dude. That's him. Let's That's go. Him. This is going to be dope. Card. Yeah. So this I'm, is I'm get- excited for this Marlon Vera guy. Yeah. Sky's the limit for him. Like, remember how we were talking about uh, Sean O'Malley? Like, he's going to be the next big thing. Yeah. Then he loses to Marlon Vera, and Sean he didn't O'Malley. handle it well. You still like Sean O'Malley? <sighs> Talk to me, man. Talk to me. What's that side? You know, What's that side? <laughs> I st- I'm, I'm, g- I'm going to give him another chance. I'm going to give him oh, another yeah? chance. Just because Sean O'Malley made an appearance at a press conference I was at. <laughs> you always do that. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's got my loyalty for a while, for a little right. while longer. All right, he he had a he had a loss. I hope that doesn't define him. I hope yeah. he picks himself up. Maybe he's just he's not used to losing. Yeah, he's not used to losing. For That's sure. why he didn't handle it that well. He yeah. made so much excuses. I know, man. It's know. not the best. He's like, I, I think he said something like, "I would have beat him if I didn't get knocked down." I'm like, or, no, yeah, of course. He, he, he said something about. Why would his, you say that? Back, something backstage like wrapping his gloves or his ankle or something like it was oh wrong God. it was badly wrapped i'm please, like please please don't stop it's okay yourself it's okay to lose yeah and that's fine because he's an up-and-comer it's mm-hmm. totally make your losses now while you're still up and coming not when the big stage hits exactly 
Yeah. It's all good. Mm-hmm. True. I just think Sean O'Malley looks cool. So. Dude, he looks like. Got the tattoos. He's got the. You know, I really think he's your character swag. trait. Character. He would like, be. Yeah, he would. Right? He would be. <laughs> just covered him in, in tattoos. His hair is swag. It looks like he um uh, Takeshi Six Nine look like uh like their best friend. Exactly, the cousin, <laughs> distant cousin. Sean O'Malley, the SoundCloud rapper. Yep. O'Malley. Hey, Can't it, wait to see him back. It's still gonna be the Sugar Show. It's we'll see. Gonna it's yeah. gonna be a very telling thing. Yeah. Uh, a very telling fight. His next fight's gonna be very telling of how his character built up. Let's 100%. check out Joff Neal. I, I I haven't heard of this guy. He's going up against Steve, uh, Wonder Boy. So Joff or Jeff? Jeff Neal. Oh, he won against Mike Perry. That oh. was his latest win. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, that, wow, his last fight was a year ago, December 14. Oh, wow. So he's fighting more or less a year later. Yeah, a year later. Uh, won against Nico Price, uh, Frank Camacho, Brian Camozzi. Um, I think this is going to be a very... This is going to be a big test for him going up against yeah. Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy is... One of the most sophisticated strikers. I love using that word. I'm glad you use it. Sophisticated striker. Sophisticated. It's but true, he's, though. He's, he's, he's in a weird limbo right now. He's not quite in title contention, but he's also not quite in the bottom 10. You know, he's yeah. Like in a weird kind of like, is he going to go forward? Is he going to go backward? Yeah, he, okay. He won it in his latest fight against Vicente Luque. Back-to-back losses against Anthony Pettis and Darren Till, which, again, there are no slouches at all. And he won against Jorge Masvidal. That, those, that wet record happened right before the, the Woodley, um, the Woodley fiasco, where he, there was a draw and then there was a loss. So, dude, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. That's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. I hope, I hope, he, I hope he, well, Again, this is I, I see a big crossroads as well in this fight. Like you see an up and comer and yeah. you see a grizzled vet. Yeah. Who has more to win or who's more to lose? I can't tell because also, you know, Joff Neal has a lot to lose in this fight too. Oh wait, no, he doesn't. He has he's on a win streak. Nope, it's Wonderboy that has a lot to lose. Yeah, Wonderboy has a lot to lose. He got KO'd by Anthony Pettis, I think. That was uh his I've last fight, wasn't it? Uh, no, his last fight was Vicente Luque. Oh, okay. Anthony Pettis, yes, he did lose that. But, um, yeah, also he's coming off of um, that Vicente Luque fight was November 2, so about a year. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. Well, that's pretty good matchmaking. They're both coming off a year mm-hmm. of a win. Not fighting. Yeah. Both kind of need to progress. Yeah, true. So we got an old guard and we got an up-and-comer. I like it. I'm into mm. it. Okay, so uh, apparently he Joff Joff Neil. I hope. Let me just say Neil. Uh, he seems to be a TKO kind of guy. He, majority of his fights and end in TKO. Someone like Stephen Thompson. Mm-hmm. That's a huge feather on his cap, dude. One of the most sophisticated strikers. Let's one go. Of the nicest guys in the world. I really, <laughs> I I love his back and forth with Tyrone Woodley because he was. Tyrone is trying to like, get why mad. Why do you got to be so mean? Why got to be so mean, man? It <laughs> just got him so to break. Mean. He got Tyrone Woodley's I'm smile. I'm actually super into Marlon Vera versus Aldo. Let's check I'm this one I'm really out. into that fight. I'm really yeah, into Yeah, Marlon. Let's, uh, I'm going to pull it up. Pull it up. Just because he's coming off like a fantastic starching of Sean O'Malley. Yeah, true. <laughs> Marlon like spectacular. Vera. And he uh he trained with Alex Perez. Like that he they were okay. in the same fight okay. camp. So yeah. 
interesting. He had a little bit, a little bit of a hiccup against Song Yadong in um, May 16 this year, but then he bounced back with Sean O'Malley. But besides that, it looks like all wins. So again, cool. to not much named opponents. I think mm. Sean O'Malley was the biggest. So him going up against Aldo, excellent matchmaking. Very good matchmaking. I think it's going to be a very entertaining fight. Mm-hmm. If Marlon can beat Aldo, that's that's huge. Okay, do you think Aldo's on the decline though? You know, I don't think so. Not not yet. What what weight are they fighting? Because like Aldo still looks fast. He still looks strong. He's able to go down to one thirty five. That's not, you know, mm-hmm. right? Because man, I don't think he'll ever have a belt again. <laughs> But I think he he might be he might be like Anderson Silva. Yeah, he'll might, he'll be an old guard for a while for quite some time. How old is Aldo? Because he lost his last three fights, he lost them all. But then again, they're all game opponents. He's he's thirty. If he loses this, Dana might cut him. Oh man, that is another episode in itself. Oh my god! Imagine if he cuts Aldo. I I don't think so. I don't think he'll cut Aldo. Yeah. Because the Brazilians are making a mark and they still need Aldo. Yeah. I have a feeling it depends. If if Aldo loses, it depends how he loses. Yeah. Because against Peter Jan, yeah, it was pretty devastating the way he lost. It was it was round number five, but Peter Jan was winning in the scorecards. Yeah. Uh, Marlon Moraes, I didn't see that fight, but it's decision. Mm-hmm. And Alexander Volkanovsky, dude, that's Volkanovsky. Obviously, he's one of the best. Uh, unanimous decision. But I don't know. Controversial. Mm-hmm. Depends. Depends. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how he looks. Yeah. Pretty good fight night. Though. Pretty good fight yeah. night. For a fight night, this is pretty dope. It could I'm like actually mildly be mildly entertained. I'm mildly yeah. entertained. I, this could arguably be a pay per view. This eyes. could be. This could mm-hmm. be. This All could right. be. Very recognizable names. Yeah, for sure. Good way to kind of like end the year. Mm-hmm. I guess nicely and quietly, but with yeah. some big names. And just to show that, hey, we still got this, guys, in case y'all forgot. And can you imagine next year, we're going to have Poirier versus McGregor, son. Okay, January is going to be Connor month. It's all, that's all (laughs) our weekly content. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) It's going to be dissecting every move, every word, every tweet, every interview from Justin and Connor. Do you wish though that the, there's a little bad blood coming into this? Just no, so it'll like be this. more entertaining. I like this. No, You're I like a mark this. though. Don't say that. You're a mark. No, I like sir. it. I like it. I like you're, it. I like it. Honest to God, I like you're, it. You're evolving with Connor. Dang, yeah. I like that. I like that. I like it. I like it. I like it when it's authentic. I don't mm. like artificial bad blood. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, like uh, when when is that fight gonna happen again? Pretty sure you have a book. Jan twenty three. Ooh, there it is. Mark we don't down. know yet if it's going to be at the Apex or Abu Dhabi, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Abu Dhabi. They need an limited, audience for that. Yeah, limited audience. Mm-hmm. Calling it right now. There's going to be a mega package. There's <laughs> going to be a mega package. Mark my words. Dana's going to announce it right after the holidays, right at the start of January, or perhaps even next week. There will be a super VIP package for this fight. For Abu Dhabi, mark my words, he's gonna say something. You know, it's, it's a real be like twenty, fifteen thousand dollars, whatever, thousands you, of dollars. You know, it's a real shame. In between rounds, isn't there? Again, isn't gonna uh, yeah. be there to cover it's that here. VIP. It's, gonna, it's coming. It's coming, yeah. Dana. Dana, don't forget. 
It's the future <laughs> right here. I already DM'd him, by the way. I got nice. Yeah, I, I noticed. I noticed. You were like on your phone. I'm like, oh, he's doing it. Doing such it. a professional. We're in the middle of a that. show. We're all about that. Mm-hmm. We're all about messaging Dana, Uncle Dana. Dude. And just like that, I think we're wrapping up this episode. We are wrapping up this episode. Mm-hmm. We talked about everything. I'm excited to see this fight. I'm excited to see what else is to come with this whole Dylan Danis situation because I'm not going to mention the other guy. So Never. No more airtime. <laughs> no more airtime. Would it, wouldn't it be great if we got Dylan Danis on this podcast? I feel like he would do it. He would, right? Honestly, I feel oh. like he would do it. Let's message him. I'm going to message him too. Let's go. Hey, man, just be on his side. Because like I'm 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 on his like Finsta. I'm on his like private. Okay. Instagram. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice thing. So I'm there trying to make go. it happen. Yeah, dude. Get his story. Get his story, yeah. man, Dylan. I'm gonna try Let's and make it. it happen. Let's do it. I I feel like these episodes are very productive in a sense that we have an episode and we also plan for the next episodes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we do. <laughs> That's true. Double whammy. All right, Gabe. Anything you want to plug? Up. Let's wrap it up. Just to use our Instagram at in between rounds ph. Mm-hmm. All the information you need on this pod is right there. Yeah, please do. DM. Yeah, please do. We want to get your thoughts on episodes, on the recent events that's happening. Yeah, we want to get to know the 11 million guys. So please reach out the to us over million. there. Yeah, We're always active there. I wasn't active for a while because I, I I wasn't able to watch 256, but now I'll be more active. I will answer to Gabe. Don't worry. He's sending me a lot of memes. Oh, yeah. I send you memes like every day. Dude, I feel like we'll send memes to our, our followers too. So please do like us on Instagram and message us. Please start a dialogue. We're open to it. And there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That was episode okay, number Okay, hold eight. on, hold on. Okay. Something Whoa, just came in. Something uh-oh, just uh-oh, came uh-oh, in. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Hot off the presses. Okay, so we can confirm mm-hmm. that Brendan Schaub oh. is a snitch. Dude, we predicted it right here. Do you know who, why? Who confirmed it? Who Do you know why? It? The people that produce his show. Jesus Christ. Do you know why? Because they had camera people ready. With studio quality photos to capture oh, what happened. Dylan. Oh my god, that's sick. That's that's so annoying. Look, Can you... look who who look who is in the slide of pictures. Mother Brandon Shab. Boom! The smoking gun right there. Solve the mystery. Done. I mean, so obvious, dude. Yeah, it, Brandon Shab, you snitch. Yeah. Snitches get stitches, bro. Exactly. Dana White. There's a reason why Dana White doesn't like you. Yeah. You're welcome, Dana. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) We're we're behind your decision cutting Brandon. 100%. Mm -hmm. And what a fame whore. No offense. Exactly. Calling as it is. Yeah. Just wants to see controversy. Agent of chaos. And see... His his news kind of disrupted our outro. Mm. Thanks, Brendan. I don't like you, Brendan. You're mm-hmm. a snitch. All the in-betweeners out there, you've made 11 million enemies, Brendan. Yep, it's done. <laughs> you got the army. Got the, got the IBR army. army after you, son. Oh, no. The stands in the IBR army, they're yeah, horrible. You don't tough. want that. Don't want yeah. that. You don't want it. All right. Gabe, thank you for the last bit of news. Yeah. 
and then now i've got to wrap this up so professional (laughs) so ladies and gentlemen on behalf of gabe and Mm -hmm. botch this has been in between rounds thank you so much for listening and we'll see you at the next round booyah